Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Beyond the Dais, a podcast about the stories taking place in and around El Paso County, Colorado. I'm your host, Scott Anderson, and today I am joined by Emily Moroski, the president of the Board of Trustees for the Dance Alliance of the Pikes Peak Region. How are you doing today, Emily? Oh, I'm very excited to be on this. So (laughs) pleased you you invited me to do this. No, thank you. And uh, thank you for inviting me into your home to do this. This was really great. Uh, Before we get started, I want to quickly add that if listeners are interested in more stories about people doing good in and around El Paso County or hearing from county leadership about local government priorities and how they operate, you can find additional episodes of this podcast on your podcast platform of choice. Uh, But to get started, Emily, I was wondering if you could share a bit of background about yourself and how you came to be associated with the Dance Alliance. Well, my interest in dance is very long. Um, My mother said that when I was about four, I was always dancing around the house, so she decided (laughs) I had to have lessons. And uh, I did have lessons, and I continued with those lessons until I started college. So I was about 17 when I stopped taking formal lessons. And I really did not have the innate talent to be a professional dancer. But one good thing is I I continue to love dance. I love to see it. I love to encourage people to get involved with it. And but more at this point in my life, it's that sense of appreciation for the the beauty of the art. Very nice. Uh, So can you share some background about the Dance Alliance itself and what the main mission of the organization is? Well, yes, the uh, the Dance Alliance has been around a long time. We are in the latest iteration, and we're calling it now Dance Alliance of the Pikes Peak Region, but for 40-some-odd years, we were called Colorado Springs Dance Theater, and it was quite well-known in town, and it was the only presenter of professional dance in the community for a very long time. Um, With the opening of the Ent Center and the... um, Pikes Peak Center, there has been an additional presenting of dance in the community, but we are pretty much the oldest presenter of dance still doing it. And our mission is very much to continue bringing professional dance to Colorado Springs, but it isn't only that. We really want to encourage um, the appreciation of dance through the community and encourage uh, young people who are interested in dance to uh, to pursue it and to have opportunities. So we have an outreach program that um, allows us to bring uh, students from the public schools to, uh, to see a professional performance. And in this day and age, when professional dance is pretty expensive to see, yeah. that's quite a gift to the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we have a program called Pivot, and we bring... Um, Oh, several hundred young public school students, middle school and high school age, to a performance, usually at the end center. And uh, it is a real eye-opener for them, because for many of them, they have never been in a venue of that nature, which is a beautiful venue. World-class, I would say, even though it is not huge, but it is, it's a beautiful venue. And most of them have never seen a, a live performance of dance, and uh, the program we present is always geared for school students, so they will see some dance, and then there's a question and answer period, so mm-hmm. students can ask questions about um, what it's like to be a dancer, how do you train, how do you, what do you do mm-hmm. for that kind of thing. So um, that's one of our 
our, one of our programs. We have others as well. We, in this latest iteration, we are trying very much to reach a, a greater proportion of the population. And uh, so we have been working with some of our schools in the community, many of them Title I schools, uh, in which students would not by any means be able to go to a performance or have some dance in their schools. And so we have been working with several schools uh, in the community to bring dance um, and a variety of dance, not just classical. We were looking at contemporary, we're looking at hip hop, we're looking at Latin dance, um, swing dance, because those um, dance spans uh, spans quite a, a spectrum and uh, it is wonderful to be able to to show children that gee I like that but I don't like that uh, <laughs> it's great for them to see that and to see if that maybe they they have an interest yeah um, and we call our program that brings kids to a professional performance pivot which is a, a dance term um, you, know, you move turn a certain way and we are hoping to turn some of them toward the arts and toward dance and to uh, appreciate it and um, learn about its important in the, in the history of, of art and um, just in their own lives in the community. Yeah, that's, one, that's wonderful. So you mentioned reaching out to a number of different schools in the region. Uh, approximately how many people do you serve and do you serve schools uh, strictly in uh, El Paso County, or do you reach outside of the county to more of the Pikes Peak region? We have been working s strictly in El Paso County because there are an awful lot of schools in El Paso uh, County. <laughs> that's true. So we have worked with um, West Middle School. Um, in fact, they they will they continue to bring um, their entire middle school population to our performances, and we have had a hip hop class in that school, and also. Um, before we bring a, uh, a large group from a school to a professional performance, we like to go into the school and do kind of an orientation where we bring um, some local professional dancers, sometimes bring some of our scholarship winners to um, introduce students to the different genres of dance. So, for example, um, when we went to West most recently in the fall, we... Um, we brought a ballet dancer who happened to do, she was a scholarship, one of our scholarship winners, and she did um, a contemporary piece that she had created. Um, and then we had um, a professional ballroom dancer come in and bring several of her dancers, and they did a, um, a really lovely piece on swing, the history of swing. And they showed how it started with the Charleston and other dances at earlier periods, and that landed up eventually becoming swing dance. It was delightful. And then we had a hip-hop dancers come uh -huh. in. And so dance takes many forms. We respect it all. We love it all. And we want youngsters to understand that um, there may be a way for them to get involved in dance if they so choose. Very good. So after submitting your grant request to El Paso County, the Dance Alliance was awarded $10,000 of Correct. ARPA funding. Uh, can you talk about what that money has gone to fund? Yes, yes. We have had um, a series of, of classes. Actually, the first two we have done in District 2, Harrison School District, and it was part of their summer program. And we were able to offer um, hip-hop workshops. They were a week-long 
and uh, several hours each time. And we had um, good response. Um, I would say upwards of about 40 kids, uh, uh-huh. well, 40 to 50 mm-hmm. in the two programs. And um, they, they learned a new dance form. And in the summer, you, you know, it's got to be pretty relaxed. And it was. And it was fun. Uh, and over the week's time, they learned um, different steps and um, a routine. And then they presented it to their families on oh, the last fun. day. And that money um, was used well because there was an instructor and she had three assistants to make sure there was good supervision and that kids had a chance to express themselves in their dance um, and, and it was very well received. So we did that. Then in this fall, we uh, were over at Swigert um, Middle School, which is here in Colorado Springs, part of District 11. And uh, we had a, a ballroom dancer who went in and did really a, kind of a historical view of uh, of dance, uh, especially of popular dance today. And then she gave dance lessons, and she did several classes over a week's period. And uh, so that was another example of how we've used that funding. Um, the funding really, in many ways, was to help with tuition abatement. And we had to look at it in a way that we knew these families would not ever have a chance to take their kids to um, to a dance uh, less a formal dance lesson. So this, in a sense, brought the dance to them, and um, we subsidized their the cost. And uh, we think it was a wonderful way to do it for kids. Absolutely, oh, that sounds that sounds excellent. Uh, so. You, you mentioned going to a number of different schools, and I, I think that's incredible, but how has working with other organizations in the area really benefited the programs that you guys work on here at the Dance Alliance? It's, it's, a mixed, it's, it's mixed in that um, I always say working with other institutions uh, and other organizations always has um, its benefits uh, for everyone. And um, sometimes more than at other times, but it just depends. And in recent years, we've worked with schools, but we've also worked with um, institutions. The End Center and the Independent Center downtown uh, worked with us several years back to uh, bring uh, Axis, which was a dance company that um, has in its company uh, several who um, use a wheelchair. And it sounds like, oh, how could they do that? But when you see them dance, you are, would be amazed. And um, we three organizations jointly brought them to Colorado Springs. We provided a master class for um, <clears throat> dancers in the community, very well received. We brought in students from around the community, and we brought in even adults to come in and see them at a morning performance, part of our pivot program. It's extremely well received. Um, doctors in the community who are involved with rehab of people who have um, mobility issues brought some of their patients. And it was so it was a very broad, uh, use of cooperation with three larger entities and then smaller entities in the community. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that worked very well. So that's just a sample of one. Sure, yeah. So what's what I'm really starting to pick up is how how many opportunities you have to 
touch the lives of young people, to be able to go into schools and to be able to affect their lives, whether it's just bringing them uh, new knowledge of a of an art form or whether it's actually helping them move into uh, an area of interest or even a, possibly a career opportunity. So I was wondering then if there have been any personal stories uh, based on the experiences that you've had that you could uh, share with us to kind of demonstrate how the organization works. Uh, yes, let me... Let me bring up our scholarship program. This is a very long-standing program. It's been in existence 27 years, and it's called the Esther Jeffrey uh, Young Dancers Scholarship Program. And over the years, we've given out about $54,000 in scholarship money. And what's so exhilarating and satisfying about this program is that these are for youngsters in the community who are very interested in dance, and they are pursuing it on their own. And for a lot of these families, that's not always the easiest thing to do because dance is expensive, um, worthwhile, but expensive. Mm -hmm. And so we offer, every time we have a um, dance company come to town, we offer a master class. And once a year, with the master classes, we offer a scholarship program, meaning these young students come in, they sign up for the master class, and usually there are two master classes, one in ballet and one in contemporary or jazz dance. And the company dancers put on these master classes. And then we have a panel of judges who are former professional dancers, retired studio owners, but people who've been in the dance community a long time, and they have no ties to any specific uh, studio. And they judge the dancers in this competition. And it's pretty high stakes in that the kids, I mean, they top one is $500, the next one is $250, it, and it goes on down. And we even look for somebody who shows promise. Mm. And... It's very important for the dance lives of these aspiring dancers to get one of these scholarships. I mean, the most touching was um, one gal who um, we spotted, I would say, about five years ago as a promising dancer. <laughs> and um, lo and behold, this year, after five years of competition, she was the very first in ballet this year, and she is um, right now applying to dance companies around the country to pursue a professional career. Another one is a, a gal who was also several-time a winner of uh, our scholarships, and during COVID, her family really had a hard time financially, and fortunately, she was one of our winners, and she said if it hadn't been for us, she probably wouldn't have been able to continue her dance instruction. She is now in Washington State um, doing an internship with um, a, da a professional dance company. So we, we look to encourage those who are already uh, in the, um, let's say, the dance lane. They're mm -hmm. looking to do that professionally. But we're also looking at those who maybe... Um, wouldn't ever have that chance. And that's why we, we promote our pivot program and bringing students to a performance that they would not have gone to on their own. I mean, I will cite my own experience. When I was a child in junior high, this junior high brought us in New York City to see the Metropolitan Opera. 
oh my goodness, I never would have gone to an opera performance. But I saw Rigoletto on that day. And to this day, I have a, opera has a special spot in my heart. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I can't sing, <laughs> but boy, I can listen and appreciate. And if I hadn't gone when I was 12 years old, I don't know that I ever would have gone. So I look at that and I think about the children here in our community and I feel so strongly that we have uh, an opportunity to give them exposure. And uh, I, I hope that, that will, there will be someone in that audience who in 20 years is going to be a very prof- a highly professional dancer, someone who writes a critic of the arts, mm-hmm. who um, appreciates uh, dance in, in the world. Yeah. And as someone, like you said, who has that background in dance yourself, what does it do for you to you know, at this point in your life to be in the position you are where you are able to help kids like you were when, when, when you were a young kid and then, and then even see in some of these instances that you talked about, see them go on to success in that field. What does that do for you? Oh, it's a great sense of satisfaction. I was a school teacher for a long time and I always, one of my goals was always to see that I could help children Uh, look into the future. Mm -hmm. I think that is a very important thing. Some families are able to do it well, but schools and teachers are able to really build on that and uh, help kids either an attitude toward learning or an attitude toward seeing themselves in a good light or in another picture. How would I be when I grow up? Uh, And I think very strongly about that and in the work that the Dance Alliance does, that we help children have a dream And I I think that's, I know it may sound pie in the sky, but for some people, um, a dream is important. And if you don't have any dreams, you know, you wonder whether your life will be uh, as exciting as it could be. So for me, it gives me great satisfaction to know that the organization is helping young people um, have dreams about their future and perhaps in the arts. Yeah. And I think one of the things that, kind of gets um, maybe lost a little bit when you're talking about organizations that are helping their community. You know, a lot of people focus on, you know, the larger organizations that help large populations of people. And of of course, that's incredible work and great and extremely useful for the community. But when I think, when I look at an organization like the Dance Alliance, and, you know, I uh, had a chance to speak with uh, Scott Marble over at the Colorado Springs Conservatory, you know, these aren't organizations that are necessarily feeding the hungry or clothing those that need it, but they are feeding something else that I think a lot of people need. And that is that uh, desire to be connected to something like the arts. And while again, you're not affecting, you know, tens of thousands of people, maybe it's seemingly a handful in some cases when you're able to create and help foster a dream for a a child. and, And for those who, are looking for it. I mean, I I don't think it can be understated how important it is for someone to have a dream and to chase it. Oh, well, I agree wholeheartedly there. And one thing is that dance as part of the art realm Mm -hmm. um, also is a measure of our culture. And if we as um, citizens don't have a buy-in into culture. It doesn't say much for our, for our 
for our society. And I, th- I think to myself, anything we can do to enrich the lives of our citizens is important. I'm not saying everybody should be a dancer, for heaven's sakes. Right. I'm, I'm the perfect example. <laughs> um, but I, I won't miss a dance performance if there's one around. I'll go to Denver to see something that I really like. Mm-hmm. Um, because it is part of us. We Our culture is not just um, sitting on the computer or being attached to your phone. It's also letting go sometimes and lifting your spirits. And by seeing the arts, to partic- participating in the arts, it does lift our spirits. And a hundred years from now, I don't know if anybody's going to worry about the iPhone. I mean, I <laughs> use it all the time. I don't want to denigrate the sure, iPhone. But, sure. but in fact, um, it's that cultural piece that lifts our spirits. And a hundred years from now, I think people will say, ah, he was a great dancer, or she uh, she just was the best hip-hop dancer I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it all adds to our cultural, uh, the p- cultural picture of our lives. And yeah. I, to me, that's, that's the other really important piece. Yeah. Well, I mean, and it can be said, uh, dance has been around a lot longer than the iPhone has. So it has withstood the test of time, just... Just saying. Uh, You're right. (laughs) uh, So uh, are there any other programs that the organization offers that you feel would be important for listeners to know about that maybe we haven't talked about yet? Well, we haven't talked much really about our presenting piece, which is um, the very first piece of our, um, our mission. And we bring a professional company. We try to bring twice a year to bring a a professional company, sometimes smaller, sometimes larger. But we feel as if that is a very big piece of what we do. And then the out, the, I would say the um, extending pieces of bringing the company is that we then bring the students to see. We then offer the master classes, but it's based upon our presenting piece. Mm -hmm. And, um, Anything we do is sort of based on that. Even the scholarships, the scholarships are awarded when we can offer, have a, have our present, our company that we're presenting do a master class for us. It's always part of the, the commitment that uh, when they come to town, that's mm-hmm. what they will do. Um, and we have, in fact, a wonderful company coming uh, on March 1st to the Ent Center. And I'm hoping that um, many of you who listen to this podcast will consider coming. Just Dance Aspen. And this is a very interesting story. It started out some years ago that many of these dancers were performing with the Aspen Santa Fe Ballet Company. Well, during COVID, that company closed. But those dancers were not going to be stopped. They formed their own smaller company called Dance Aspen, and they are now housed in Aspen and supported pretty well by that community. They are a contemporary company, beautifully trained dancers. Um, Really, when they come, you will see some of the finest dancing um, west of the Mississippi. They are are very good. So they will be here on uh, March 1st, and during the morning, they will present for students from our schools, and in the evening at 7 o'clock, we invite you to come and, and join us for those performances. And you can get tickets. You can check on our website online, which is dapper, D-A-P-P-R, dot org, and you can order tickets, and you'll learn more about us uh, at the website. 
Very good. Uh, for those that may want to get involved with Dance Alliance, whether it's uh, a student who is interested in, you know, wants to get interested in dance or, or uh, maybe it's someone who has a history in dance and wants to volunteer because they love the mission of the organization. Uh, how can any of those parties go about doing that? Well, we we welcome volunteers and because we use our volunteers in a variety of ways. Um, when we have a function, we sometimes need extra help. Um when we have, for example, when we had the scholarship competition, we had four or five volunteers helping us because we had 50 youngsters competing, and it was pretty wild. Uh, and uh, they did everything to putting down marley on the floor, which is the special surface you have to put down for dancers to, to um, perform on if they're wearing dance shoes. And uh, so they, we had that done. They brought in the, the ballet bars, the portable ballet bars that one of our members stores in his garage. <laughs> um, and um, when we have any event, we always welcome volunteers. If you are interested, I would say call me. My phone number is 719-205-1313. And I will find work for you. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> There's there's always something that needs to be always done. Always right? something that needs to be done. That's excellent. And then uh, before we close out here, I just want to give you the opportunity to add anything else that you think would be important for listeners to know about. Um, yes. One thing is we are really a, a long-standing organization in this community, and we have a board of trustees. And if any of you are interested in that kind of board service, we would welcome it because we we are board run. We do not have an executive director at this point. We have had executive directors over the years, but for us to continue pouring money into the dance community and into bringing dance to our community, we can't afford to have a, a full-time um, executive director. The previous one we had brought some wonderful ideas, and he is the one who brought us Pivot, and I will thank him forever for that because it's an excellent excellent program. Um, and he brought us into the 21st century in terms of a new name with more outreach. And I am very thankful for that. But we, as I said, we are looking for volunteers, even looking for members of the board who might have a, a stake in the arts in this community and want to make a a bigger impact. We would welcome you. So don't hesitate to give me a call. I'd appreciate that. Wonderful. Uh, well, thank you, Emily. I appreciate you taking the time today and for all the work that you do here at the Dance Alliance here in El Paso County. So thank you for taking the time. Oh, thank you for having me. If you're interested in listening to additional episodes of Beyond the Dais, be sure to look for us on Podbean or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time. <laughs>